Well, everyone, this is your hostess, Faye Wild. Let us just breathe together. Just breathe together while I call in the elements, shall I? Earth, we thank you for your growth, for your truth, for your stability. Air, we thank you for your intuition, your creativity, your peace. Fire, we thank you for your courage, your passion, and will. Water, we thank you for your healing of mind, body, and spirit. The ability to change and the ability of rebirth. Life, or divine, we thank you for the life-giving force that is within all of us. The power to seek beyond ourselves in the realm of spirit and the passion to do what we need to do. Light, we thank you for your illumination of the truth, whatever it is for each of us. We thank you for your moonlight and starlight. And we also thank you for the power of revelation. Magic, we thank you for the gifts to create, the gifts of inspiration, and the gifts that give us peace to do, to think, to act, and to continually walk the spiral of life. So would it be. We'll open with a prayer to the divine, whoever that is for each of you, be it God, be it the spirits, we call upon the inner divine, the divine that guides and guides us all. I call upon the divine being or beings that through our consciousness, through the raising of our consciousness, we might help change the world with the inner light. So might it be. To the hungry all over the world, I extend my inner light. To the homeless who have no homes, I extend my inner light. To the people suffering from mental illness, 
I extend my inner light. To the people who are suffering physical illness, I extend my inner light. To the soldiers who are fighting and dying all over the world for freedom, for peace, I extend my inner light. To the oppressed all over the world who cannot fight for their own freedom, I extend my inner light. To all those who are in hospitals right now, I extend my inner light. To those who are in prison, I extend my inner light. To the downtrodden and the lonely, I extend my inner light. To all the children who have no home, I extend my inner light. To people who are experiencing spiritual pain, I extend my inner light. To the people who feel hopeless, I extend my inner light. To all people on the planet who are suffering in any way, I extend my inner light. And we'll end with a prayer. I extend my inner light to all who need it, to the planet, to the earth itself, to the universe and the multiverse, to the kindred's good who need the inner light. I ask that this inner light be manifested in the universe and in the multiverses, that through my inner light I might bring forth changes. I call upon the power within the gifts of the divine, that I might remember the inner light within all beings. I call upon the inner light to snuff out the darkness that causes suffering, pain, loneliness, fear, illness, and all things 
that are not profitable. Thanks be to the divine for the gift of empathy. So mote it be. Hello everyone. It's time for our meditation. So let's take a moment to put down our lives for a moment. Find a comfortable spot. Don't worry. I'm patient. Take a nice, deep breath. Deep breath. Take another nice, deep breath. Stretch, stretch again. I'll take another deep breath. Stretch. And settle into your place of comfort. Close your eyes. Turn your breathing to a normal pace, but focus on that breathing, focus on that breath. Breathing deeply. And let's take one more deep breath and imagine any tension, any stress in your body being kind of gathered into a little ball. And as you breathe in, you gather that up until all that tension and stress is, is seeming to be in one small place. Breathe. 
breathe in and on your last exhale imagine all that tension just going out of you flying out of you breathing in to a place of centered energy. Feeling that centered energy just fill you up. Going deep, deep into the places of the mind. And now, as we keep our eyes closed, we perceive before us, in our mind's eye, beautiful flower-lined pathway. This pathway is filled with beautiful flowers. smell the salty air in the distance. You can smell the the warm baked earth. You see sand in the distance. So we're walking down this pathway. Smelling the flowers, hearing the seagulls above. And as we focus on this pathway, we come to a sandy beach. And we notice the sand is warm and the sun is warm. And the wind is just a very slight wind. And as we walk closer to the ocean, we notice that the ocean is very calm today. The waves are just laughing at the shore in an easy way. So you feel compelled to take your sandals or shoes off and step in. The ocean is warm and fragrant with the smells of seaweed, other plant life. As you go deeper into the ocean, you notice that you're being cradled and rocked back and and you're being just loved in that place. 
and you feel yourself just there. And you go deeper, and you feel the sandy bottom of the ocean on your feet. And as you do, you feel compelled to go deeper up to your chest. Taking in the smells and the sights and the feeling of warm water all around you. The warm sun on your head. And you feel compelled to go deeper into your shin, up to your neck. And you go just a little deeper. Until you come up and you accidentally inhale a little bit of water. And your head sinks just a little bit. And you notice that you can breathe in this ocean. You can breathe just as well in the ocean as well as out. And so, going forward eagerly, you dive in. And you're instantly rocked by the ocean's waters. Breathing slowly. Feeling surrounded. And as you open your eyes just a little bit, you can see all the beautiful fish swimming around. You see all the fish and the seaweed. Just notice how clear and pristine the ocean is. So, go forward through the ocean, deeper into the ocean, and as you come to a place, a deeper place, you notice that there are some sea nymphs with foamy white hair and green skin fence and they're laughing and playing and they see you and invite you to play with them in the ocean and so go forward in those scenics 
as I take you deeper into the ocean. And as you do, you notice that you're becoming lighter. And you look down at yourself and all of the tension has gone from your body mind. And you're transforming as you go deeper with these nymphs into one yourself. And you feel the freedom of the ocean. You feel like nothing could bother you here. Nothing could trouble you here. And as you notice that you become one of the sea nymphs, they all take your hands and swim with you through the ocean. So you pass sandy places, places where there's coral, more sea life, more schools of fish, and you, you just revel in the ocean. The feelings of buoyancy that you have, the feeling of being carefree. And you feel almost freed. You get, you feel freed of all stress. You feel all freed of stress, and as the sea nymphs let you go, as the sea nymphs let you go, you feel wonderful. And you start playing among the fishes and the seaweed. And it's almost like you've become, you've gone back to a time of innocence, or a time where you were carefree in your life. A time when you felt free to just be yourself. Or if not, you know, just a time where you feel like you have no responsibilities, nothing calling you all, nothing burdening you, you're just absolutely free. Free to be yourself and explore, and to experience. So you go through the coral and through these pools in the ocean or the water gets a little cooler or a little warmer. You spend time observing the, the currents all around you how the currents of the ocean move. How you feel impelled to just drift along on those currents. Feeling the energy of those currents. Watching all these beautiful sea fish, schools of fish just float across your vision. In beautiful, brilliant, bright colors. 
And as you note, you feel the peace of just being in that place. It feels like time is, time is not existent here. There's no time. No deadlines, no anything like that holding you back from who you are in this place. And you feel peaceful and calm. And you just drift along on a current in the sea. And as you do, you notice beneath you there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful palace beneath you. And it's made entirely out of coral and glass that the nymphs have used from the sand and heated up magically. So this beautiful palace rises out of the sea. And it, it, it's so beautiful that you feel impelled to go towards it. And as you go towards this palace of coral and sea glass, you're joined again by those laughing, carefree nymphs of the sea. And you feel impelled to just to follow their lead. You feel impelled to follow their lead and so they take you down, down to the depths of the ocean where the sea palace is and since you're one of them now you feel no no compulsions to you know you just feel absolutely peace calm and as you continue your journey to the sea nymph's palace you're joined by other sea nymphs. It's almost like a crowd of them seems to usher you down towards it. And so you finally reach the palace. And you notice that the palace is multi-level. It's, it's, it's many stories tall. <coughs> and you notice though that there's this one place that is 
so beautiful. And this beautiful scene of queen dressed in a gown woven of seaweed and wearing coral in her hair. Everybody instinctively knows that this is the queen of the seniors. And you notice another sea nymph on another throne next to him. And you notice that he has a garment similar to hers made of seaweed, plant life. And you notice that he's the king. He, you just know that he's the king of the sea nymphs. And so you lower to the floor of the ocean and you bow your head because you feel so honored to be in this place with them. And so after you bow, king and queen of the scene and say they look at you for a little while and tell you that uh, you're here and that they're very glad to see you here and as you go deeper deeper into a place of peace, calm, serenity. And you feel that peace. The scene of king and queen, they just nod to you. And they may have a few words for you or they might not. Just take this time in. Take this time to just absorb. sitting on the sands of the beach looking out to the ocean and you start to go well how did I get back here you notice that 
there are crowds of sea nymphs who are diving up and waving and laughing and playing and then they dive back down. But your first group of escorts seem to be the ones who want to stay around a bit longer. And as you acknowledge each other, they laugh and wave one last time before they to disappear into the ocean. And as you look around, you notice that the sun has set. And you wonder how long you spent in the sea. And you stand up and brush the sand off. You notice that your shoes are remarkably back on your feet again. So you just take that in, and you turn around and walk down a path once more, the flowery pathway. And as you walk down this flowery pathway, you know that you can come back here anytime. to experience this one again. And as you breathe deeply, one last breath of the sea air, you notice that the pathway has disappeared. And you are seated once again and laying once again where you have been. you to take three deep breaths and as you do I want you to stretch or move slowly at first to reorient yourself with the physical world with the physical plane and coming back to the present one deep breath Welcome back to the present. Hello everyone. Today I'm going to talk about magical journals and why magical journals are so important. In a lot of films and movies and TV shows, there's the depiction of a witch thumbing f through her book of spells. But the thing about 
this is that it is true in some instances. Many witches call them different things. Books of Shadows, Grimoires, um, Meditation Journals. And some people are very against journals. Not against it as in they hate journals, but they see journals as something that is boring and tedious and it is something that is considered a waste of time. But your book of shadows or your grimoire or your meditation journal can actually be very helpful for several reasons. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. The number one reason for having a magical journal of of any kind is to mark your progress. Yeah, if you're a young witch, or even if you're not a young witch of any stripe of any kind, seeing where you were a few months back, seeing what spells you wrote, uh, can really give you a a link to what you thought or what you experienced. And those things that you think can definitely shape you and cause you to to think about where was I when I wrote that spell or wrote that recipe. Um, there's a belief that grimoires were often seen as your recipe book. Um, your recipe book for writing, your, writing uh, blending oils or um, making teas or anything like that. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful experience to look at the progress you've made. <coughs> Having a journal of any kind can give you an experience of having all of this knowledge that you've written down or all of these observations that you've written down. Um, And you can look back at them and see, wow, I wrote that. I must, what was I feeling? So it's a mark of progress. But it's also a way for you to examine yourself from a a different lens, you know. Do you feel the same way looking back at a spell you wrote two months ago as you do today? When you wrote those observations about the meditation that you performed, would you say that they're the same thing? These are just two of the things that are important about journals. Progress and seeing it from a different lens at some later date. Gaining wisdom, perhaps, on what you've written. And maybe clarifying it in a later journal if you wanted to. Entry if you wanted to. But there are other great benefits, too. Um... 
not to mention um not to mention being able to write down or record um experiences you've had when you've listened to a meditation or done a meditation what were the things that you experienced and writing them down for memories we take for granted today that we have social media for that you know if you if you're on uh, certain platforms you can look back on your memories You know, having a journal can give you those memories, and you can go back and think about things in a different light. And you can say, I wrote that. Journals also are a great way for you to write down any dreams you might be having, you know, if you remember your dreams. And then you can look at your dreams and, and do some meditating on them. There are all kinds of ways to do journaling. You can, of course, record it, audio or visual recording. You can write it down. Um, there are many, like, now there are many, like, apps and things that people use to write down their journals and things. When I was, um, for a while there, a few years back, I was really fascinated with the whole idea of having a, a parchment book of shadows, quill and ink, even if I couldn't write it myself. The only thing I can really do is sign my name, because my writing isn't very good as a blind person. But I can type like the devil. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, my point, I guess, that I'm trying to make about having a journal is that it gives you a way to cement the things that you've learned or the things that you are wanting to have or do. Um, in your mind more fully. Now, for those of you guys who know all about this, humor me for a minute. But I'm going to talk about Books of Shadows. What is a Book of Shadows? A Book of Shadows is a book that has been written um, by either one witch or a coven. It usually contains... Rituals, recipes for spells, uh, things that things knowledge that uh, knowledge that witches need, such as uh, they'll have things in it like the charge of the goddess, the charge of the god, the Wiccan read, um, all of these different the Wiccan creed, all of these different um, things that. Um, that a witch needs to have and learn and keep at her disposal. Sometimes spells are written in books of shadows, uh, but they are mainly used as repositories for knowledge. Now, of course, you can, when you're doing your book of shadows, can 
do it any way you want. But that's the traditional format for a Book of Shadows. Maybe your coven might have chants in it that are written that you that or or special rituals for how to induct a priest or priestess. And you only get a, a book of shadows from your coven once you've passed certain degrees. Um, grimoires, on the other hand, are usually where you keep all your all your spells and recipes. That's what a traditional grimoire is. In a book of shadows, you can also write down correspondences, magical correspondences, such as what sorts of incense you want to burn on a particular holiday, what sorts of stones you want to put in an amulet or carry with you, what oils would be good to dress candles for certain things, what herbs um, should be brewed for this or that or um, added to an amulet or a pouch of some kind to carry. The thing about the thing about books of shadows or grimoires is that they are very personal to each pagan. No book of shadows should be like someone else's book of shadows because that is your personal personal journal. The important thing to remember about these things is that they are magical tools. For example, if you're more into herbal magic, you're going to put the recipes that you've, you've used that have been of success, have been of some success into that so that you can refer back to it later. If you're perhaps someone who likes to do ceremonial magic or something like that, you can write down your you can write down your experiences. I think also keeping a journal of meditation would be good as well because um, you can write down and it doesn't have to be a huge amount either. People get this idea that journals have to be these long five-page epics every time you write one. You have to write one every single day. That's not the case at all. Even if it's just a few words, a, a paragraph, felt really amazing when I did this meditation it gave me some inner insights on about myself. I feel much lighter after I've done the meditation. These are the things I got from the meditation. Or for a ritual. Went to a summer solstice ritual and felt alive like I never had before. And these are the reasons why. People think that journaling is such a waste of time or that it is too much trouble. The fact is that journals aren't trouble if you don't make them trouble. 
we have this preoccupied thing about how journals have to be done a specific way and this way is laborious and time consuming and it's not very much that way at all. Several episodes back I was talking about gratitude and how gratitude you should keep a gratitude journal. To refresh your memory, a gratitude journal is just name a few things each day that you're grateful for. And it might help you to um, it might help you as a person to be able to look back on the gratitudes that you felt and and it might help your attitude a bit. Journaling can be important, powerful, and a great way to connect your spirituality with the physical and ground you out after a ritual. Or it can be this thing that you just have to do and you have to buckle down and it's boring, but you have to do it because your mentor says it's it's needed. Eh, it's more like school. Then it will become that way. And the thing about magic of any kind is that we make things more difficult for ourselves when we decide something isn't worth our time or that our time can be taken up with other things. I have a journal. I have two, in fact. I have a spiritual journal and, and, and an everyday journal. And uh, even if I am not someone who writes it every single day, I do tend to write in it. And when I do, I feel relieved because it's there for me to see later. I've experienced this thing where I have had an, a great experience and later been like, oh, why didn't I, didn't I write it down? Journaling is such a powerful experience for each person. <coughs> but only if they allow that. Sometimes the best things that we get from the gods, if we write them down and we think about them later and And we think, the gods have given me some great wisdom. And that wisdom is very powerful and, and relevant even to me today. I don't know. To me, having a journal... Having a journal just gives you an amazing 
way to store your memories. I wish that we had brains like computers because then we could recall everything and everything would be in our minds. But I like the part about journals where you can look back at something that you've written a year ago with new eyes. And you can say to yourself, did I really feel that way? We are constantly gaining wisdom each and every day. We are learning something about ourselves or the environment around us. Wouldn't it be good to write that down? All this to say that when, you know, if you decide after all of this that journals isn't the thing for you, then journals aren't the thing for you. I'm not the fount of all wisdom. I don't have all the answers. And I don't think that anyone does. And I don't think that anyone is perfect or needs to be perfect. I certainly am not. Um, so if you don't like this part about journals, then take it with a grain of salt. But I think that they can add something to your practice. This is Pay Wild signing off. Hello everyone, let's take a moment now at this time to thank the elements who've been with us through this journey of this podcast. Earth, we thank you for your stability, for your power to bring abundance to us all and the power to sleep as well. We thank her for her powers of regeneration. Air, we thank you for the power of the intellect, the mind, and the power of freedom. We thank him now. Fire, we thank him for his intellect and his power of, uh, his power of will and desire. We thank you, Fire, for your power to inspire within us that passion for all things that we hold to and want in our lives. We thank you, Fire. We thank Water for her powers of rebirth, for her powers of healing and transformative energy. We thank you, water, life, we thank life, we thank all, for all is divine and beautiful and sacred, life is sacred, we thank you all, we thank you life. Light, we thank it for its powers of revelations of truth. However, each of us finds that truth. We thank it for the power to purify 
magic. We thank you for the power to create, the power to move, to change the world through our thoughts. We thank you. We thank you, spirits of plant and animal. We thank you, spirits of mountains and rivers and oceans and all the elemental kingdoms. And we thank you as well, kindred who are good to us, the good they, the good she, the good elvenkind, and all those known and unknown. We thank you. And at this time, we also thank you, Mother Nature, Dark God, for allowing me the the gifts of this podcast. So, more to be.